0: A special investigation here at CNN looking at the deadly weapons arsenal that Hamas had, that they used to unleash terror and to slaughter all those innocent people. What weapons did they use and where did they get them? Oren Lieberman is out front.
1: An entire arsenal on display. Weapons fashioned in Hamas's homegrown facilities, but no less deadly. CNN analyzed dozens of photos and videos of Hamas militants during the surprise assault to identify the weapons used to kill at least 1,200 people in Israel.
2: The most important characteristic of the military equipment they have it's that it's easily interchangeable, it's reliable, dependable, and uh, you can get parts for it.
1: Many, like this Soviet Bill 50 caliber machine gun, appear to be Russian or Chinese firearms, relics from previous wars that made their way into the hands of Hamas. Ubiquitous among many of the photos and videos, the Aftomat Kalashnikova, the AK-47, the preferred weapon for militant groups capable of spewing automatic fire with horrific results. The assault rifles, along with the grenades carried by Hamas militants, Made them deadly when they reached Israeli towns and villages near Gaza.
2: All they're trying to do is provide the shock effects, provide dependability. Their weapons have to work. Um, so they're very rudimentary, but based on their training, best on how they operate them, they are successful with them.
1: Hamas's main weapon has long been their supply of rockets, from short-range to long-range. The terror attack on Saturday morning began with a barrage of rocket fire, a smoke screen, attack. Thousands of rockets overwhelmed Israel's Iron Dome air defense system, a tactic Hamas has refined over the years.
2: That's the capability for the enemy, for Hamas, to, to fire them up against uh, potentially commercial aircraft. And that, that, I think, is one of the major issues of these terrorist groups, and if they have those kinds of weapons in their hands.
1: Hamas used paragliders to cross the Gaza border. The recreational vehicles are barely maneuverable and easy to target in the air. But in the chaos of the moment, the plan worked. Some of the weapons and equipment were decidedly more low-tech. Israel built a complex underground barrier to stop tunnels from crossing the Gaza border, so Hamas used a bulldozer to tear down the above-ground fence.
2: They are just looking to create chaos with the kind of equipment they have, and the equipment has got to be reliable. <laughs>
1: Worth noting that these are only the videos and the weapons we saw in the videos and the and the uh, photos from from the attack. We've seen them use other weapons in the past like anti-tank and anti-armor rockets or missiles and Aaron that's what makes a ground incursion by Israel such a difficult proposition.
0: All right, Oren, thank you very much. Uh, with all of that reporting on the weapons, I want to go now to Lieutenant Colonel Jonathan Conriquez, the international spokesperson for the Israeli Defense Forces and Colonel, um, obviously, welcome back to the program. You, you heard Oren's report. Do you feel right now that that the IDF knows what sort of an arsenal Hamas has right now, whether it be rockets and other sorts of weaponry? Do you know the extent of the arsenal right now?
3: Hi, Aaron. thank you for having me again. I think that the, the story you just aired is a very comprehensive, interesting, and a well-done one. Uh, And I think that the short answer to your question is no, we don't. And I think that we have to be extremely cautious uh, and very humble in our approach for the next stage of operations, because clearly our enemy has uh, shown that they have had the ability to acquire and train and use weapons that they haven't done before and they fielded them unfortunately, successfully on the battlefield. So we have to be very, very humble and strong, focused, and I would say aggressive in our approach against
2: them.
0: So you you talk about being aggressive in the next stages, even as you say, you need to be humble. You know, Israel obviously had issued that evacuation order for Northern Gaza. The United Nations said it was a 24 hour deadline. Where are we in this? Are you able to give any sort of a sense of when Israel may move?
3: Yeah, it's about 2.30 a.m. local time, so it's dark and it's, of course, very difficult to uh, see exactly what's happening in the Gaza Strip. But we've been following throughout the day, and we've been monitoring the movement, the mass movement of Palestinian civilians who, I'm happy to say many, many, I don't know exactly how many, but many, many have listened to our warnings and have indeed moved, evacuated themselves to the south. And that is very good for them and their families. Uh, I'm not going to put a timeline on, or a time schedule, sorry, on uh, our activities. I can only say that we are trying to do the right thing here. We're trying to get civilians out of the way because we are going to intensify the operations in and around Gaza City. Whenever we will feel that the situation is tenable for military operations, I assume that that is when the operations will continue.
0: And you also, you did have some operations today. Obviously, those were more special forces back in there. Can you tell us anything about whether they were successful or what was accomplished?
3: Yeah, They were uh, successful in the sense that they were able to find new intelligence and perhaps shed a little bit more light on the very complex task we have of understanding who was taken hostage and uh, who wasn't, who is dead and who might be missing and then trying to piece together other sources of uh, intelligence and building a more uh, cohesive picture of where they are and uh, who they are, and then, of course, supporting a plan on how to get them out. So yes, it was successful. We found intelligence that uh, supports that. And of course, that is a very high, I would say, number one priority for us is to find those people, get them back home to Israel.
0: And Hamas claims that 13 of them, 13 Israeli hostages in Gaza, they say were killed. They say were actually killed by IDF airstrikes in the past. 24 hours. I know that uh, one of your colleagues had said that Israeli intelligence was looking into it. Is there any truth to what Hamas is claiming?
3: Well, the uh, Hamas is a lying, cowardly terrorist organization, and I don't think that any of their statements uh, are true. Uh, it is all propaganda. And uh, they also said, uh, I think it was on the second or third day of the war, You'll forgive me for not keeping count of the days totally, but on the second, on the third day, they also said that they were start, they would start executing hostages and filming it if Israel doesn't stop targeting their facilities. Uh, so, uh, who uh, it's 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 impossible to trust what they're saying, and we'll have to believe believe it only when we see it and when we have our intelligence that will uh, prove it. But uh, at the end of the day. Hamas is responsible, and Hamas will pay a price.
0: Colonel, thank you very much. I appreciate your time again. Thank you.
3: Thank you.